Welcome to Grappling Real. I'm your host, Chris Parker, and today I have an old friend of mine, Mike Withrow, the owner of First State Martial Arts, a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, a husband, father, and a surfer. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, Chris. So last night I stopped by, and uh, I walk into your gym, and there's uh, a room full of kids in pajamas, your wife is going to get pizza. Uh, What was going on last night? Yeah, so we were having our end of the summer um, lock-in party, so it's something that we've done ever since we opened, and uh, it's idea is just to get the kids, you know, when they're in class, as much as we try to promote your partners, not opponents, you know, at that age, kids don't like losing, you know, they're competing when they free roll, they're, they're trying to win, they're trying to get techniques, so I think it's important that we let kids be kids and just build bonds between each other, have fun just playing and being kids. So we do this party every year so that kids not only get to do something fun, you know, but, you know, not every kid gets to go to Disneyland. Not every kid has some big thing or vacation they can do. So it's a way for our gym to let these kids have something special before they go back to school, you know, kind of end the summer on a high note and, you know, just play with each other. So we lock the doors we party you know we we play a bunch of games we actually don't do any jujitsu for this it's just games let the kids be kids and watch some movies and then they sleep here and uh you know they stay all night it's like a you know yeah. a gym slumber party man yeah pretty much yeah yeah and we've done it every year we've been open you know um have other coaches help sometimes parents also stay all sleep on the mats and uh yeah we've been do- doing that's our seventh one Awesome, man. Yeah. It looked like everybody was having a great time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, and I don't sleep. I'm, a, I'm on watch <laughs> the entire time. Uh, so what is it that got you into jiu-jitsu, and why is it that you wanted to uh, start a gym in the first place? I've always loved martial arts, and uh, as a kid, you know, I'd watch kung fu theater with my mom. Loved just old-school martial arts, and I wanted to do kung fu so bad because of Bruce Lee and those old movies. And I think a lot of people get into martial arts, and the one they they get into is just the one that was nearest to their house, you know, and the one they drove by. But uh, you know, I was able to do karate for a little bit um, when I was in high school. But when the first UFC came out, like a lot of people, that caught my attention. I thought that was cool. That was something really practical. And years later, you know, I was doing like tech support for a job and another guy that worked with me and we worked a late shift like a midnight shift and he was a brown belt in judo and had trained a little bit of brazilian jiu-jitsu and he was just a a monster he was like a really good wrestler he would win all judo tournaments they just wouldn't promote him i don't know why they wouldn't promote him to black belt there there is some weird reason because he was kind of stubborn with certain other things but he would just crush tournaments but he uh when it was slow, we'd take a break, go in the break room, move all the tables out, and he started teaching me a little bit of jujitsu. And I never felt, at the time, I was lifeguarding. I was a captain of the beach patrol. I was in really good shape, like almost, you know, in my prime. And I was never so helpless. You know, he would show me these chokes and different moves, and I couldn't do anything against it. And it really, you know, humbled me and made me just like, man, I gotta learn this stuff. I, I have no clue what's going on. He'd be like, punch me in the face. Next thing I know, I'm seeing stars, you know. He's cho- you know, I'm almost passing out. So that made me really want to find it. And ironically enough, you know, I'd always wanted to do kung fu all these years. And a buddy's, 
you know, that was like, hey, I found a jujitsu place down the road. And when I found it, there's a kung fu place right next to it. And, you know, but I, I went there for jujitsu and I sat and watched the first class. And I was with Chris um, Bumgarner and been training ever since. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so after having done jujitsu for a while, what was it that made you want to open your own school? So I got into it and just loved the art and I felt it was something that was practical and, and you know, it, it just made sense in a realistic way for self-defense. It was fun. And um, I got into training, but my work is always busy. You know, I have my own business and I was in and out. Like I trained pretty consistently for a year when I started, but then after that work kind of, you know, took over and I was busy in and out. And when I finally got the time and my schedule and my routine where I could train consistently again, I started training at a few schools and um, they kind of fell apart, you know. The ownership had shifted a, l a little bit and I felt that the school that I wanted to be a member at didn't exist at the time. And I was like, man, you know, I, you know, there's not a lot of options in, in that moment, you know, in this area. I didn't feel there was anything that clicked. So I was like, well, I'll just build the school that I want. I'll just, I'll, I'll find a way. You know, and I contacted Chris and, um, you know, Mike Estrada, you know, who are the guys I started with. And we're like, if you guys can coach, you know, I'll figure out a way to open school, uh, school and set it up and, you know, run the business side of it. And we can build the school we want, you know, and uh, that's kind of how it all happened, how it got started. Awesome. And for people at home, we, on a previous episode, we have uh, Coach Chris <laughs> Bumgarner on one of the episodes. And um, I just asked coach Mike Estrada today if he'll be in a future episode so you'll get to hear from both those guys and their instructors at the, your gym now yeah yeah you know great guys yeah absolutely so that was about um six seven years seven years ago yeah um two th 2013 was okay. when we in April when we opened this gym awesome yeah so how have you seen the gym transform from the time you opened it to seven years later we've added some programs and I think you know, with time, we get a little bit better at both sides, you know. Um, I think at the time when we started, Chris, uh, I think Mike, too, they were purple belts, and now they're black belts. You know, we've we had a lot of time, so, you know, I think we've all grown through jujitsu, um, and, you know, I, we've added programs. We've added Muay Thai. Uh, we have a combat fitness program that's like a, a functional fitness class with um, – a fighting context so it's not just aerobics or, or you know cardio everything you're, you're moving with purpose you know with a reason and um i actually took that class today and uh i was impressed man it was like a, a nice uh, circuit combat yeah. fitness type of system and and they it gives you the opportunity to push yourself and and you know ch i'm a challenge in different ways that i don't normally work out and uh, I was sweating, man, like crazy. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. It's tough for everybody. And it's one of those things where that particular class is a great class, whether you're a pro fighter or a stay-at-home mom, you just want to lose weight or you want to build cardio. It's a great class because you can push yourself. You know, you can push your own boundaries. You know, it's not where you have to keep up with somebody. Right. Or it's, it's you're using weights and there's those elements to it. It's just body weight and it's the way your body's meant to move. And you just do it at your own pace. Um, and you get motivated by being surrounded by a group. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, yeah, it's great. So I think just adding programs because, you know, jujitsu brought us together. But our overall goal, I think, is to – it's the holistic wellness 
feeling confident and that you're able to protect yourself and your family and friends and those important to you, that's part of, I think, your, your overall wellness, you know, being healthy and having good nutrition, having good cardio, um, all those things. And, and, and then my, you know, I, I look at jujitsu as a container art. It's a great foundation. If you could only choose one thing for like the highest percentage of encounters, for me, it would be jujitsu. I think it would be, you know, cover the highest percentage of situations, but you know, it's important to understand the different ranges of fighting, understanding, you know, when you're within that range where you can get punched, where you can get kicked. And uh, I think it makes you a, a more complete martial artist having those other programs. So, you know, we've added that, you know, we've grown our kids program and, you know, we're always looking at, uh, you know, just being effective in, in all those arts. But again, like where, where I, I feel that they all intersect, you know, where some people say, oh, this martial arts better than that one. I think that in the right circumstance, they're all good, right? And, uh, you know, where we can kind of bring other people's talents and perspectives. If you understand the, the striking attacker, you know, it's going to make your defense and jujitsu against that type of scenario better. So, um, you know, we've grown into, you know, multiple programs. We even have Jeet Kune Do now. So a little bit of um, Kali, Jeet Kune Do, Filipino martial arts. And, uh, and Jeet that's Kune been great was, too. Jeet Kune Do is what um, Bruce Lee started, correct? Yes. Nice. Right. Yeah, so... And that involves trapping and, you know, the, the Kali side of that class, that program that we have, stick fighting, knives, and stuff like that. Because, you know, I think you need to consider weapons, too. If you're really looking for self-defense and, you know, something for everybody. Some people really want self-defense. Some people want sport. They want to set goals to, to get medals and chase medals. Other people want fitness. And some people just want to do something fun. You know, hang out looks cool. You know, for whatever reason, you know, we try to have something for everybody. Yeah, and I actually recognize a few of the faces from, you know, almost seven years ago till now, and I've seen transformations just physically and like emotionally, mentally. Like they just carry themselves with greater confidence, and they look great. You know, yeah. Any of those guys stand out to you that started now? Or yeah, I mean, we've now? had. You know, I look at jujitsu as as a metaphor. You know, and uh, it's it's finding comfort in chaos, and and it's really becoming like a strategic thinker. You know, if you're if you're grappling, if you're just going, if you're just grinding, you know, sometimes that'll work. A lot of times, it's not against a more technical, smarter person. And you know, sometimes you you know you you'll, you'll hear the analogy of jujitsu is like chess, and I think. That's true, but when you have more experience, it's like chess. When you start, it's like Tetris. <laughs> Things are just flying at you, and you're twisting them, trying to make them fit, and it's coming really quick. And then maybe you get some training under your belt, and now it's like checkers, right? <laughs> chess is down the road. It takes some time to get to chess. But I think, you know, at the first level, you're just trying to survive. You know, you have someone that's maybe bigger or stronger, and the first step of that is like, finding some some calm in that storm finding some comfort in the chaos to buy some time to think things through and when you can deal with the pressure of someone choking you or twisting you and folding you you know if you're stressed at work you know you're stressed in any other aspect of your life you you have you start building mechanisms to cope and like kind of think through things and we've had people that have come in here at low points in their life or maybe they're overweight or you know and not just get good at jujitsu but 
I mean, their lives improved, you know, they have better relationships, they get better jobs, um, they make friends, and, you know, we've had all sorts of awesome things come through this gym on the people side of things, you know. It's not just about, like, competitions and chasing medals. We've had some people just, you know, become family and friends, you know, just through, you know, rolling around on the mats mm. trying to choke each other, you know. <laughs> So I, I think, you know, there's there's so many people and and they're still with us. And, and, and I know that we can count on them, you know, like if I needed something, like we have someone moving to a new house next week and a bunch of people will be there to help move. So it's stuff, you know, people have helped people get jobs, people, you know, um, it, it's awesome. It's, it's really cool. Like, it, again, it goes beyond physical stuff, just building relationships and uh, stuff like that. And I feel like, uh, you know, walking in here, that uh, that you've created that uh, community environment, you know, because, you know, I was around when you first opened up and I yeah. moved and I'm coming back here and I've, I still feel like welcome and I feel like family and and uh, you've created that here, you know, and, and that's, I think, the higher level of, you know, beyond jujitsu, you know, that I appreciate personally. I think a lot of other people are attracted to. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to be good at jiu-jitsu, and they think that's the sell. Like, I, I want to be the next Hicks and Gracie. I want to be a legend. I want to show everyone I'm tough on the mats and hard to tap, and that's why you want to train with me, because you want to get those skills. And there's, all, there's only one Hicks and Gracie. Not everybody can be that. So, you know, I look at my role as more, you know, as the owner and, and someone running programs here, as I, I've got to enable the conditions for success. I've got to build a foundation for community. And that's not always getting the glory, right? That's making the instructors look good. It's making them have what they need to teach class and getting them the resources. But, you know, I think it's hard for some people, and this is something that, you know, I, I've had to learn in, in this job, you know, at the school and in other jobs, is that every role is important. You know, every role is important, whether you're the person that's you know in the cage winning the fight the whole you know that success is built on the back of your team mm. your coaches your part training partners having a gym to train having a clean gym you know and being a gym owner's scrubbing toilets sometimes mm -hmm. you know it, it's it's little things like that that people don't really see or appreciate and uh you know i, I think that's something really important you know maybe i'm I bet the Tom Hanks of jiu-jitsu. I don't know. <laughs> you know. It's not as glamorous. You know, he's a nice guy. He's pretty capable. He's done well. You know, no, he's not in any trouble. But it's not that exciting, right? But that's okay. You know, I think everyone plays, you know, a different role. Mm. You know. Uh, I think I heard you say you power wash the match. Yeah, we, we spent like nine hours power washing the match. Yeah. You know, Most like, people probably not know that, but yeah, you did it. And it's like, yeah, scenes. you know, because keeping things clean, you know, all that stuff's part of it and you don't notice it when it's good but you notice it when it's bad if yeah. you go to a place and it's dirty people get ringworm and all that stuff like you notice it and it impacts the atmosphere where you know atmosphere is everything at a gym and again you know you have some places and if your goal is to be you know world champion you know they'll say cha train with champions and sure you know if, if that's your goal but uh some other people they you know there's names you never heard of that can probably beat all these people, you know, and some people just want to come and train and, you know, have a, a good place to train good people, you know, partners, not opponents, you know, that, mm. you know, that there's more than just the role, you know, happening. 
So it sounds like your perspective has broadened and like changed over having owned a gym versus just training at a gym. Uh, do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. So I think when you start, especially in this sport, you know, grappling, jujitsu, you know, you're a white belt. You don't want to get tapped all the time. Right. That's right. like, that's probably the first thing. Like <laughs> that's, there's no, like, you know, I'm going to be a chance. Like, man, I don't want to be tapped all the time. Like I want this guy on top. I mean, we had this one guy, uh, that, man, if you got on top, my ribs would be sore for months. And like my first real goal was like, I got to keep this dude off my ribs. Like I'll, I'll, I can't let him get side control. I can't let him get on top. And, uh, you know, once you get past that point, you start thinking a little differently. But, yeah, the first goal is just, like, I want to feel like I'm good, like that, you know, I can roll and actually have a fighting chance and that, I'm you know, it's a good exchange and things like that. And uh, you go from that, you know, from the perspective of, of being the owner. And, like, I want people to feel encouraged. You know, when you're getting tapped all the time in the wrong atmosphere, you're like, man, I suck. I shouldn't be doing this. Right. People like, want to quit. I can't, you know, this guy just walked in here, and, and you know, I've been training for months, and he beat me, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe he's a wrestler. Maybe he's just a tough dude or bigger or stronger. And um, in the wrong atmosphere, like, that person gets discouraged, and, and, they, and they quit, right? So as an owner, again, it's the atmosphere and the environment, enabling those conditions for success, creating that atmosphere where we're partners, not opponents. And I mean, trust me, we have people, when it's time to go at it, you know, we'll go at it and we'll, you know, we're trying to win, we're, we're rolling hard. But at the same time, there's no secrets, we're trying to help each other grow together, get better and learn. But it's really hard, and one thing that I found, it's hard to be effective on both sides of the mat. You know, if you want to be, focus on getting really good in your jiu-jitsu, that's going to take away from running the business and, and really figuring out and managing that. And that's something that's been really hard for me to, to kind of learn over, over the years that you want to do everything. We have a bunch of classes. You know, I went to Muay Thai camps. You know, I want to be good at Muay Thai. I want to be good at jiu-jitsu. I want to compete in those things. And we, you know, we have all these programs and I, I want to be a part of it. But at the same time, I've got to do the boring stuff. I got to you know, lots of scrubbing the toilet stuff, taking out the trash, doing the business side of things, marketing and, and all those things, you know, uh, paying the bills, maintenance, and uh, you know, that's not as fun, right? right. You know, I'd, I'd much rather be choking people yeah, or yeah. arm-barring people, but sometimes you have to step back from that and get the business running right. And uh, that's dealing, you know, with people's safety and making sure it's a safe place to train, making sure people are encouraged, um, and as the owner, you can see things that, because you're on the edge of things sometimes, you have a different vantage point where when you're close to when you're rolling, you, you don't always see that. You know, even as an instructor, you don't always see that. And, uh, you know, it's being able to like, ah, oh, man, like kind of preemptively kind of mitigating situations that might cause people to have problems or leave or for or whatever reason, you know. So that's that's a huge difference, I think, from just, being a student it's great you know you want to get good at this but being an owner you don't want people to get hurt you know you don't right. want people to leave and uh you want the to you, you've got to like kind of really protect the tone of the gym and the atmosphere and um you know anything that threatens that you know you kind of be, have to be on it right away yeah and I, I feel like you have a great perspective about that th that subject because uh some places i've been they're like they don't care so much about that you know they just want to focus on the tough guys, the best right. guys in the room, and and they have less people, you know. 
and it's a less friendly environment, you know, so. Yeah, I think that, and that might be the gym for some people, and that's fine. You know, it depends on what your goals are. And, I mean, I'm in my 40s. Like, I have no aspirations of, like, trying to, you know, be the deadliest man on the planet. <laughs> but I want to learn all this stuff. Yeah. If I can, you know, get close to that John Wick level, great. <laughs> if, if not, if I'm at, like, Tom Hanks level. And maybe, I don't know, I keep using Tom Hanks because he's a nice guy. Maybe he's really, he's probably awesome at jiu-jitsu, <laughs> you know. I want to be that Clark Kent, that unassuming guy that, you know, is capable, but, you know. Uh, maybe it's a little less obvious, but anyway, it, you know, I think that you're right. You know, some places you go and it's like, if you get tapped, it's like, I'm going to YouTube that secret move and get you back. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. find that way to get you. Mm-hmm. And I'm and that's like my, my driving force is not to get good, not to learn from the mistakes. It's like to get you. Yeah. And then it just feeds and just comes back and it's this vicious cycle. And those people get hurt or yes, they leave. They and, you know, we've all been at those gyms. Yep. I mean, we all have stories where, man, this dude got his nose broken, he got his wrist broken, this guy tore his shoulder, popped his knee. And a lot of us that start, I've been training, I don't know, 12 or 13 years, there's probably 70% of those people don't train anymore. You know, and they have a lot of injuries. And the, a lot of these guys were tough guys. Or they're at, you know, there are people that we remember from different gyms that were just, you know, kind of fell out. You know, they either life happened, they weren't motivated, they were discouraged, or, you know, they didn't stay in shape, or, you know, they're not at the level they were before, and if they can't tap people, you know, they're not going to keep training. Hmm. So what's been your biggest challenge as a gym owner so far? Balancing time, you know, like, I'm a, and, and delegating things. I'm a perfectionist in a lot of areas, and it's accepting that this is good enough to get going that we can improve it you know whether it's marketing or you know certain building things at the gym or even certain programs um but it's really balancing time like i said like you want to be on both sides of the mat like you know i want to get to my black belt and i want to be at that level with skill but you know we got to keep the doors open we got to keep people happy and you know you've got to run the business and that's i feel the really hard part a lot of I don't know what it is and maybe it's just been my experience but a lot of gyms in jiu-jitsu are like clubs it's different in karate or taekwondo I feel like they've had a lot of years where they built the business of those martial arts they have built-in revenue streams for promotions or tests or you know how those martial arts run where jiu-jitsu it's a lot of guys that just want to learn the art they just want to roll you know and they just want to like wrestle and grapple and, um, you know, I've seen a lot of gyms like that where it's finding the balance between being a business and keeping your values for the art aligned. And, you know, for me, it's like you can make a living and that's important. I'm not knocking these people. I want to get to that point where that's, that's more of what this is. But it's from, I want to make a difference. That's my priority. You know, I opened this gym because I felt that the gym I would send my kids to, the gym that I wanted to be a member of didn't exist so I had to build it right and you know one of the things you know my day job I work with like big companies and stuff like that but at the end of the day when the job's done I leave and no one's going to care you know someone else is going to fill that seat but the work we do here those people are at the grocery store I go to those people are at the schools I go to and I feel like we're helping put better people out there we're making people more confident and that's going to strengthen the community. That's what's important to me. I feel I can actually see the difference I make. I can connect it to a face. This person lost weight. 
got confident and met their future husband or wife. You know, this person uh, was being bullied at school. Now they're confident and they're doing great in school. I can actually see the impact in the community. And in teaching kids in particular, you know, I help run the kids program here. Um, you know, one of those kids might have the cure for cancer hidden in their little brain. Right. You know, you don't right. know. You're right. And if they're being bullied and they're not able to really see their potential and live at the level that they're capable of because of, you know, whatever's going on in school, you know, we're missing out on that stuff. So that's, uh, it's more about making a difference than making a living. But you, you got to find a balance. Like there's, there's some things that, you know, you got to keep the lights on. You got, it's, it can't be free. You right, know? right, right. You know, everyone's time is worth something and you, you've got to charge and you've got to do all that stuff. And that's not the fun stuff. You right. know, the fun stuff is rolling around and, and playing jujitsu uh, or, or Muay Thai or, you know, whatever it is. But, uh, you know, I think that's tough. Yeah. And thank you for doing it because it has to get done to, um, to keep this an ongoing thing. Right. You know, and, uh, I know you've given a lot of, you give a lot of credit to your team that, uh, that teaches here. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if, uh, I know you mentioned a few instructors already, yeah. if you could mention those people and kind of the roles they fill. Yeah, sure. So when I got started in jujitsu, you know, it was, it was Chris Bumgarner and Mike Estrada and there's just a few of us, you know, we, we, we train and, you know, uh, that's where it started. And to this day, you know, I still train with the guys I started with. And, you know, Chris leads our jiu-jitsu program. He's a black belt now. Uh, you know, Mike Estrada teaches, you know. Um, he, he rotates on and off, you know, and um, still helps teach. We have uh, Frank McDaniel as a purple belt. Yeah, he's been with us for, man, like four, five years now. Um, he helps teach jiu-jitsu. He te- helps teach Muay Thai. Um, Lucas, uh, man, uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm about to butcher his last name, but uh, we're gonna have to do that. We'll have to edit that in later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, uh, you know, I've got a few people that uh, help me teach uh, kids, and uh, it's been great. And, you know, one guy just joined the mil- uh, military. He went into the Marines. Uh, Chuck uh, Lasky. He, oh, he'll be back. He's going to Marine Reserves. We got a lot of people. Um, Combat Fitness. Sherry Bumgarner, Chris's wife, you know, grew into that. Mm-hmm. Um, Susie um, Maston. Uh, man, we got a lot of people. We got a lot of people that, you know, are just kind of growing into teaching and, and, and helping support that. And uh, that's, that's it. Like, it, it really takes a team. It takes a team of people um, to kind of maintain that atmosphere and, and be aligned in that vision. And, you know, we've just got awesome people that – it's almost random that they stumbled upon us, you know, and I feel that's like, you know, your, your vibe attracts your tribe, they say sometimes, mm. you know, and uh, it, it's, it's been great, you know, the people that we've, you know, been fortunate enough to have at the gym. And you mentioned vision, like what's your grand vision for the gym? I think about that a lot, and it, it's, a, it's a difficult thing. I see other gyms and all, you know, I actually study, you know, when I travel, I, you know, I always like to get a few roles in, but I always look at how the business, how the atmosphere of that school feels, how the, how some of the things they do to run the business. And um, there's really, really successful schools, but they're doing things that I don't feel comfortable doing sometimes. You know, it doesn't align with, you know, 
what I feel the purpose of this gym is or what I want the outcome of this gym to be. And, you know, I, I guess my vision is like that we become a fixture in this community that when you come to Delaware, you know of First State Martial Arts, that, uh, you know, it's a small community. Most people that train jiu-jitsu know of all the schools in the state, uh, and we probably all have mutual friends. We're like, no more than one Kevin Bacon apart. Like, we all know each other. <laughs> like, I've never met someone that we don't know a mutual person that trains, right? Right. right. So, I guess if, you know, if I had a vision, it, was just, it would just be that we're a landmark in the state for, you know, providing a positive atmosphere to train. And, you know, I've been to schools in other states and other countries that it's like, man, I wish I could come here every day. I wish we had this at home. You know, I, I would be here, I'd train this, my kids would train this, and that's what I hope this becomes one day. You know, where it's like, man, uh, let's go train here. You know, I'm, I'm training Jeet Kune Do, I'm training Jiu Jitsu, I'm training Muay Thai, or I'm doing this and that. Um, and that, you know, it, it grows bigger, you know, than Delaware. You know, it doesn't have to be me. You know, one day, you know, this may be managed by someone else, and that's great. You know, I hope that I build a foundation where, you know, a solid foundation where someone else can take it and, and, and grow it in that direction too. That's awesome, man. I, I, I believe you uh, live that, that vision, like you work towards it, you know, because I could feel that energy. Like you said, your, your vibe attracts your tribe. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, I get that feeling like, you know, from the people around that are training here, from the team that you talk about, you know, the coaches and uh, from yourself, man. So, um, if there's anything that we at Grappling Real can do to help you, you know, let me know. Yeah, it's just spreading the word. You know, if you're ever in Delaware, uh, we love to have visitors. I know Chris said that too. We do. We have people that pop in all the time, and and that's one of the things I know we're doing things right when people find us. You know, there's other gyms to train at, and we we'll, we'll tell people. You know, try a free class. You know, check it out. There's other schools around here too. Check them out. See what's a good fit for you. Because ultimately, we want you to feel like this was the right fit, you know, and, and we have no problem recommending to a place that where we have friends that, you know, where we, tr we've trained with, you know, most of the people in the state, maybe that's closer to you. Maybe that's more aligned with your goals. Uh, you know, so long as people find places to train, you know, right. There's plenty of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, Delaware is not a big place. It's, it's <laughs> not a big place. And, you know, uh, that's the thing, like, there's, I don't know, 10,000, 20,000 people probably within the age range just in this area that I want to train. We don't have enough room for that many people. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if the other place fits you and it's a good fit, you know, we're happy to recommend them and, and send you there. But, you know, that, I guess, you know, just try it, you know. And as far as just spreading the word and, uh, you know, I think you're, what you're doing is already having a great impact, you know, because we're a larger community. It's not just Delaware. It's just not... You know, whatever lineage, you know, schools are under, you know, a lot of times that becomes a thing. So long as more people are trained in jiu-jitsu or, you know, whatever uh, positive martial arts are out there, you know, I think it's great. And as a community, it, it's just good for everybody. Definitely. So if you're in Delaware, look up First State Martial Arts. Um, I, I asked everybody, you know, if we were to create a code of character like the way of the samurai, you know, yeah. they had their, you know, Bushido Right. Uh, like if we were to do that as a grappling community, what uh, character trait stands out to you that you would want to be in that? 
That's tough. I mean, I look at a code of conduct or, you know, like these values. And we used to at the old gym, and you probably remember, we had values on the wall. Yeah, the virtues or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It was 16 things started with trust, you know, and uh, went all the way down actually to um, citizenship, you know, basically, you know, perseverance and citizenship and all these things where, you know, you can't do this martial art without trust. Yeah. If we're choking each other, yeah, and I don't yeah, trust sure. that you care about my safety and, right. that, you know, we have these limits. Um, then nothing else matters past that. And you've got to be honest. And we say, like, you know, the maths don't lie, you know, and things like that. But as far as, like, it, it, as much, and you're sitting on a mat that says, you know, leave your ego at the door, nice. as much as, nice. as we promote that and push that, it's hard. It's really hard mm -hmm. for, I don't care who you are, you know. If you don't care a little bit, you should care a little bit. You know, you shouldn't like, you know, I left my ego at the door. I, I get beat all the time. Well, you know, you need to have a little bit. Of it. Don't leave all of it at the door. Right. Care a little bit. But I, I think the biggest thing, you know, a few things for me would be um, take care of your partners. You know, communicate. You know, there's, you know, if, if you have an injury, I'm going to be sensitive to that injury and we're going to train. I'm not going to exploit it. But I, I want to see you train. You know, maybe I can work on a different move. If you're, you know, if your arm is sore from something, I'm not gonna just arm bar the heck out of the arm or try to go for that all the time. You know, I think you know taking care of your partner needs to be important mm. um, because in this, you know, it's, it's a submission-based art. You know, people are gonna get hurt if you don't have that care, and you know, it's 50% your responsibility for your safety, and other 50%, 100% really for you. But you know, the other person needs to have that, you know, in their head too, that I need to be taking care of my partner. But um, I think as, as far as a mindset, it's really just being able to adapt. There's no, nothing that will work all the time. You know, you may be great at a move and then someone's like seven foot tall or something and you have to adapt it. Right. And um, that's when you said, you know, I'm a surfer and I love to surf. And one of the things I love about it is that you know, in water, like sometimes the waves are calm, sometimes they're rough, and what surfing allows you to do is just ride the wave. You know, sometimes you just can't control it. And I, I like a saying that's like, um, you can't control the ocean, but you can learn to ride the waves. And I feel that's a great metaphor for jujitsu is just having this ability to flow and adapt and just find some calm. And once you get past that point, you can just ride it, you can just mm -hmm. ride it out. And, and then, you know, then it can even become fun. You know, when you, when you really understand and can kind of feel things versus just seeing them or taking them as they're given to you. Um, so being able to adapt and, and really just um, having that open mindset, you know, you know, would be something that's really important. Taking care of your partner and just being open-minded, being able to adapt. As if, you know, we've all trained with those people or heard of those people that it's like, nope, this is the way you do this move. Mm -hmm. you, know, you do this move like this or mm -hmm. this system yeah you don't want to you don't need to cross train you need to do that and if you don't then you know they're evolving everything's always evolving there's people right. putting new twists on things and creating new things new strat even if it's just new strategies and if you're not open-minded you know you're going to be left behind that's in life or this you know right and i agree with that for sure you know, um, I rode with Austin earlier today. Phenomenal leg lock guy. Yeah, another one of our instructors. Sorry, uh -huh. Austin. Uh -huh. <laughs> Austin, mine. He's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he asked me. He was like, um, you, "You mind if I do heel hooks?" And I was like, "No, not at all." Like one, like you said, he had the open communication. Yeah. 
because that's a, d- a dangerous submission. Yeah, for sure. And two, I said Especially yes. Especially from him. Yeah, <laughs> he's very good at it. And then I said yes because I trusted him. You yeah. know, so we had that bond with that partnership like you're talking about. And uh, that's why I like your gym so much because, you know, everybody's got that. You know, right. that, that energy's here. You know, I feel safe here. You know? Yeah, and that's, again, if, if I can think of anything that makes our gym different, and this goes down to kids to adults, to, you know, the women that are trained in combat fitness, is making you feel safe here. And safe doesn't just mean like physically safe, but mentally safe, you know, that you're not being judged, that we're not competing against each other in a, in a negative way uh, or unhealthy way, that you can trust me to with your safety and that I'm gonna do my best to be technical and, and, and train within limits of safety. You know, if you're in a real fight, there's different things you can do you know that aren't necessarily very technical right right to, you know to, to to win that fight or walk away but on the mats you know we don't need to take it that far it's not it's not a win at all costs type of environment it can't be if you want to keep people here and keep a that atmosphere so i've always thought that you know we i'm obsessed with safety it's probably the most important thing for me and uh again not just physical but mental you know we want people kids you know this is I mean, not just memorizing moves. If you are rolling and you lose, you in a kid's mind have just gotten beat up. You've you've lost a fight. You, I mean, that's literally what it is. You know, you you try your best. Someone gets on top. They they take you down or what? They submit you or whatever it is. Handled the wrong way, that that could really be discouraging and devastating, even traumatic for a kid. You know, in the wrong atmosphere. Right. You know, in a playful way, giving them you know a, a certain focus at certain stages you know that and you can build on that and then it's a very positive thing you know we're you know we're teaching you know self-defense and a little three-year-old doesn't necessarily need to be super efficient at chokes but she should be efficient at the defense of that um and have like escape concepts and defense concepts that um again it's not all about winning it's about Sometimes just being safe, defending, getting away, things like that, and being able to build them up, build their confidence. Um, and, um, yeah, that's always, I think, the, the toughest part to, to kind of figure everybody out and give them what they want. Because everyone comes in here, I think a lot of people have different reasons for why they want to train. And even if they tell you something, you know, I, want to, I just want to be fit, and sometimes there's more underlying reasons. Right. and. And, you know, we've got to find a way to meet the needs of everybody that come in here that choose to be members with us. Right. And, uh, you know, we've got to balance that out. Yeah. And everybody's super friendly as far as, like, learning. You know, um, like Austin caught me in a couple of things. I was like, dude, how did you do that? Right. And he was open book, like, showed me exactly what he was doing. And uh, Coach Chris Bumgarner caught me in something. He's yeah. showing me stuff, you know. It's like nobody has – the ego where they're trying to keep all the secrets to themselves so right. they can keep getting you. They want you to learn it so you can grow. It makes them better. It makes you better. And right. It's like a really thriving atmosphere. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, they always say, like, knowledge is power, but, like, not not exactly. I think it's a potential power, right? Knowledge is potential. You've got to be able to bridge the the gap between theory and practice. And if you have an environment where it's like, I can't show you this. Like, I caught him in this. Like, uh, that's I'm going to keep that little – to myself you know mm-hmm. so i can keep winning you know or whatever then you know, then eventually you're going to meet someone that that's nothing you know and they're going and you're not going to have benefited from the practice right. of b- getting making that move even better yeah. making the other person better 
you know, when they when they can understand what's going on, and then it's a better exchange. Right. You know, um, you know, I've been at a ton of seminars with you know the Gracie family and all these other elite um, jujitsu black belts, you know, red belts, and you know we're under Pedro Sauer, you know, Professor Sauer is just amazing, and um, you, know, you look at some of the stuff they can do. They'll tell you what they're going to do to you and still do it. <laughs> They'll tell you in three steps. One, I'm going to touch your arm. Two, I'm going to move it this way. Three, you're going to tap. And you can't stop it. <laughs> you know. And if they kept that secret, they, they will probably wouldn't have gotten to that level. But it's because they're letting you in on it, and they're just making it that much sharper. They're getting their timing that much better. They're getting the technique that much more, you know, perfect, uh, more perfect. And, and that's what you want. You know? Yeah. When, when you can tell them what you're going to do and they still can't stop it. But the only way you do that is by being partners, working together, you know? Yeah, like um, evolving as a group, you know? Yeah. So um, what life advice would you have for anybody who might be listening to this podcast? You know, you hear a lot of, uh, you know, people talking about failure and, you know, it's hard to lose sometimes, and particularly with something physical like this. In the wrong atmosphere, it's tough. And even in the right atmosphere, if you, if you feel like you're tapping all the time, it's not very fun. <laughs> you know, like how was class? Well, I tapped 500 times. I was, I just laid there, and people were on top of me, like really heavy, and I couldn't breathe that much. My arms were sore. Like that, you know, that's tough. And that's why you have to have an atmosphere where, like, man, you know, people they're going to have a good exchange. They're not just trying to crush you nonstop. We're both trying to learn. But I think, you know, the advice I would give is this, and that's on the mats and off the mats, is fail, failure is only final when you quit. And failure is an opportunity to try something again and be better the next time. And if you keep looking at, I just need to get a little bit better. You know, if, if we're rolling and I'm able to stop one move that you keep doing to me to force you to do a new move, then well now I've gotten a little bit better and now I can focus on something else and get better at that and eventually you're starting to get pretty good but you have to look at failure as part of the process and I think that we get stuck on the outcome sometimes like what we want it to be when I think the process is what's important you know some people say it's the journey and you know there's all these different kind of metaphors for it but I think it's the process you know you've got to stick with it and have fun in the process and you know it's not so much the pursuit of happiness it's the happiness of pursuit when you're mm. chasing things and you're chasing goals and you're setting goals failure is just part of the process you know and there's a ton of examples you know um wd-40 stands for water displacement test 40. The, i had no the, idea the 39th <laughs> test didn't work they just Dang. kept going at it no kidding and number 40 all right you got it right you know and uh thomas edison you know failed a ton of experience thousand times but we're enjoying lights today you know yeah. people don't remember all the failures you know like they remember when you get there and when you're you're, when you're you're hitting your goals and the only way you do that is you stick at it you know and, and not uh, quit that's it if you don't quit you haven't failed you're just finding ways that don't work eliminating them in that process you know, and again, it's the it's the happiness of pursuit. If you can enjoy chasing the goal, you know, because what happens? You get the medal, then what? You know, right? You get that job. You know, what if you hate the job? You know, 
you got to enjoy the process of getting there, the people that help you get there. And so that would be my biggest advice, whether it's business, um, you know, if this business shuts down, I've met some amazing people. I've had a lot of fun right. along the way. I, I've I got to do jujitsu and, and meet all sorts of people. Um, having the school was the, the first goal in meeting certain milestones, but that's not the end, you know, and, and we're still learning. I'm still learning how to get the school better and make it better, make our classes better, you know, help our students reach their goals. But it's like, it's the process, you know, you got to enjoy the process. I like the way you put that happiness of pursuit. I've never thought about it in that way. But yeah, it, it is, cool. you know, because if happiness isn't the end, you know, it can't be because, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's the journey. But it's, I, I feel, and I, and I see this in you too, it's like, it's, it's the chase. It's, it's, it's working towards goals that for me is motivating. It's not the goal itself. I mean, that's, you look at things and you're like, this is the outcome I want. I, I, I want to do good at this or, you know, I want to get this job or, you know, I want to have this relationship or I want to do this or that. And then, you know, you find your purpose and your goals to get to that um that particular outcome but if the process is miserable mm -hmm. you know what's going to keep you going yeah you know and chasing this is just this horrible suffering you know that you know is it really worth it you know and you see a lot of people that are crazy successful and they have money or they have all the things they want but they're not happy people right and i know people that don't have much and they're like some of the the coolest happiest fulfilled people you know right. th that i've met so yeah, just enjoy the process and, uh, you know, find goals and just go after them. Yeah, absolutely, man. Enjoy your life while you're chasing your goals, man. I think that's great. Yeah, that's you know? it. How can people find you and follow you? So we're on Facebook. If you um, look up First State Martial Arts, you know, we have a Facebook page or, you know, facebook.com forward slash First State BJJ. We're on Instagram at First State BJJ. And um, the website, I get yelled at all the time, updating the website, have you already seen? But you can hit it at uh, www.doverbjj.com, and hopefully in the next few weeks <laughs> I'll have it cleaned up and updated. But, yeah, a lot of our information's there. Uh, there. But, yeah, you know, Facebook's a good way, and, you know, we're on Instagram too. Phenomenal. So, hey, if anybody's ever in Delaware, it's a small state, you know, you could probably go from north to south in like two and a half hours and uh, you know, definitely recommend checking out this gym. Um, great group of people. And uh, any questions, comments, uh, let us know how we're doing at Grappling Real. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well, at Grappling Real, R-E-A-L, because uh, these are the conversations we have. So we love you guys, and uh, I wanna give my friend a handshake and a hug. Thank you for- uh, <laughs> Thanks, man, it's great talking to you. Brother. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. All right, see you guys at home. <laughs>